welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary for Saturday the 10th of September 2016. The writing progress on The Forgotten Children continues. I had a client cancel on Tuesday, so I thought that my early starts were over because the kids were back to school on Monday. But (laughs) if I got up early at five o'clock, I managed to get my writing done. So I managed to squeeze in an extra 5,000 words on Tuesday. And then I got my scheduled 5,000 words done today. I'm recording this on Thursday. I'll tell you why in a moment or two. Uh, meaning that I'm about uh, 21,300 words now on draft one of The Forgotten Children. The uh, the story's rocketing away. It's uh, It feels good so far. I'm going to have to do a little bit of midway planning, I think, with it. I have got the general story planned out and plotted out. I know where it's going, but I can just feel that I'm heading for the weeds in the middle. So I just need to set up a couple more things, maybe throw a new character and something like that. So uh, I'm not there yet, but I'm, I can see I'm going to need to do this and sort that out as we get on. Uh, I've also been, actually my head's all over the place at the moment, because uh, Helen Fazal, my editor, sent Don't Tell Meg back on, well, last week, the uh, end of last week. And I've been having a look at that and seeing what changes she's made. I was astonished, actually. I think, uh, how long was that one? It was 93,000 words when I sent it over. Helen has lost, (laughs) wait for it, 12,000 words of the original manuscript. Now, I haven't had my work through, my thorough work through of that just yet. So some things I'll accept, some things I'll reject. But I have to admit, that was quite a lot of words to lose. We're down to 81,000 words in Don't Tell Meg. I'll go through them. I'll work through them. Uh, I know, or I'm guessing what she's cut. There was a lot of personality stuff based around the main character. And even when I was writing it, I wasn't sure whether it was going to stay in or not. So I'll I'll see what Helen's cut. And then some things we'll add, some things we'll lose. Um, But my view is if if I read a book that's been cut and 12,000 words have gone, I'm not sure where those words went, then probably they weren't needed in the first place. Uh, that's how I shall be entering my, my look at that book. But I'm not going to look thoroughly at that edit until uh, my personal edit of The Murder Place is out of the way. I will be halfway through that edit by the t- time you listen to this. Um, that will be uh, nine chapters done, so about 45,000 words. I've been working through that through through the week, sort of alternating uh, client work, writing and editing. It's, it's quite handy, actually, to have all three books floated around my head at once because I'm doing a lot of what I call factor lining. And factor lining is where I wrote book one. Clearly, I didn't know where we were going with book three. And so when I come back to, to book one, I'll have written book three. It just means that I can set things up maybe a little bit more strongly or hint at certain things. I'm coming back through book one. I can just make sure everything's completely in alignment across the trilogy. I quite like doing it that way. It's been very handy for me going through Don't Tell Meg because it refreshes my 
memory on what's going on with the third book. It's work, work, working very well. So I quite like working all, th all three books together, even though it does feel like madness <laughs> sometimes with all these different plot lines and characters uh, going through my head. So editing and writing is what I'm doing at the moment. The Murder Place first, that should be finished by next week, by the time I record the next diary for you. And then I will move on to Helen's edit of Don't Tell Meg and give it my final or hopefully final run through uh, just to accept or reject the, the edit suggestions that um, Helen has made. I booked a podcast recording this week, very pleased with this one, a gentleman called Edward Trayer. Now Edward is an author and the organiser of the Wishing Shelf Awards. Now these are great indie author awards. If you haven't checked them out, do look for the Wishing Shelf Awards. If you just do a Google search for that, then um, it will pop up in the search engine. And I discovered these awards last year and entered them. I didn't come anywhere, I hasten to add, in that particular set of awards. So I should be asking Edward uh, more about them and asking him to give me some top tips for what they choose and how they do it. But I love these awards because uh, you can enter your book and they, they get sent to real people to read them, gen just genuine readers. And if you want to, you can get feedback on your book too. So they're really there to nurture and support the indie author. I think they're a great idea and I'm really looking forward to chatting to Edward. Now I'm going to fast track his interview because the awards are pretty well finished for this year in December. So I want to make sure I give you as much warning, as much chat, as many tips about them as I can. So I'm currently planning to run Edward's interview on October the 10th, if you want to put that date in your diary. And if you have got a manuscript ready to roll, it doesn't have to be hot off the press. It can have been published. If you look at the T's and C's, the terms and conditions of the Wishing Shelf Awards site, you'll see what the requirements are. But it might just be worth you hanging back to hear what Edward has to say prior to submitting, if you've got a plan to submit for that. I'm very pleased to say that I'm going to be doing a live webinar on the 25th of September. I used to do loads of webinars when I was internet marketing. I just used to start up the software and off we'd go and I'd do all sorts of stuff on webinars. Uh, and then I did, did loads of them. And um, I don't know why I stopped. I think it was because I moved out of internet marketing and really didn't sort of have anything else at that point to, to sell or promote. I was working obviously but but wasn't really producing my own products so i just stopped doing webinars i really enjoy webinars and i've always had lovely feedback from them so i thought right i'm going to tie myself down and make sure i actually just do a webinar by the end of september there's no particular uh, purpose to it i don't particularly have anything to sell or any agenda i just want to force myself to do another webinar because it's a it's just one of those things when you haven't ridden a bike for a while you wonder if you're going to be able to jump on and do it and and so that's how i feel about webinars i just want to get my confidence up with those and one of the things that i see all the time uh an author's websites when i'm researching people for podcast interviews is they're all using these Weebly and Wix sites and it drives me mad. The, you know, these things are awful. Um, and you don't own the site. If you want to move, it's going to be a real pain for you to move. And, it, and the same goes for a blogger and WordPress.com. You know, in my opinion, and I would admit that, you know, I'm a little bit on the geeky side, but you don't own your site if you have a site like that. So you might be building this wonderful author site with loads of content and you don't own it. And to me, when you're building a business, that's that's crazy. I want to own my assets uh, when I'm in business. So I, I'm doing a, a webinar about 
well, WordPress, setting up WordPress in one hour for authors. I'm going to show and demonstrate on that webinar just how easy it is to set up your own WordPress, your own self-installed WordPress installation. It's really easy when you know how, and I'll be demonstrating how on that particular webinar. And I'll be talking about the the suite of plugins, free plugins, that I add to every WordPress site that I ever build. I build a lot of these. I've been doing it today. Um, I was doing it yesterday, uh, talking to people with WordPress sites, telling them what plugins to put in. Uh, I, you know, I, I've done this a lot of times now. So I'll be sharing that experience with you on the webinar on the 25th of September. It's 7 p.m. UK time. And if you want to check it out, I've created, created a shortened link for it. It's at paulteague.com slash webinar 25 get signed up for that if you can't be there for the live webinar you'll get the replay automatically and for anybody in the uk who like me might be watching poldark on a sunday evening don't worry i promise to have you clear in time to get yourself a nice cup of tea or whatever it is you like to drink and sit down with poldark by nine o'clock big weekend this weekend it's why i'm recording this on thursday we are, of course, or I, I say we, that's a royal we. I am releasing these on Saturday uh, throughout September, just as a trial period. But I'm going to be this weekend at the Festival of Writing in York. I attended this event a year ago. I can't believe it's a year ago. It's based at York University, and uh, you get to sleep in a student room for the weekend. And do you know what? they all have en suites these days, which is amazing. And the grub is fantastic. Now, that's distracting from the fact that the event is also extremely good. But I should be spending my weekend in seminar sessions, just learning about all sorts of elements connected with writing, mixing with authors, hopefully picking up a few podcast guests along the way. In fact, I have got a podcast interview booked with Dave Gochran, who is the author of a book that you probably know called Let's Go Digital. I forgot. Let's Get Digital. It's on my bookshelf. Let's Get Digital. It's the author of Let's Get Digital. And uh, managed to tie Dave down, and I hope we're recording an interview on Saturday. And that will be running in a couple of weeks' time. So really looking forward to that. It's a great event. If you haven't been, I can't recommend it highly enough. I actually made sure that I was checking the page so I could book straight away. I've got three agent sessions on Friday, uh, from about 3 o'clock on Friday. Uh, they've got the um, polished version, the first polished chapter, of Don't Tell Meg. So I shall be sitting there and sobbing by five o'clock on Friday evening. <laughs> they really give it to you straight, these agents. Uh, and, and just be getting the feedback and just, you know, seeing, seeing what they think about the first chapters of Don't Tell Meg. So if I'm not here next week, you know that it didn't go uh, very well. I think that's pretty well it for writing news uh, this week. I'm just delighted that um, managed to get a bit of writing done, managed to get some editing done. Um, I know I, I just, I'm looking at my agenda at the moment and it's just, it's either clients editing or writing. And sometimes it does feel like it's a little bit dense. You know, this last week and the next week do feel like they're a bit dense. So I'm looking forward to, to getting through uh, next week, managing to keep up with the, the writing. I, I got to get this book finished by the end of October. I'm on a, on a firm deadline with that. And then that'll be my, that'll be my three thrillers done. I had planned, as you know, if you listen to this diary, I was hoping to get 10 non-fiction books done in addition to all of that by Christmas. That target hasn't gone yet, uh, but for reasons that I'll probably reveal to you in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be under pressure that and I may have to jettison it or I may have to make it a more informal target. So it may be something that I kind of want to do, but it ain't going to go on my planning board when I when I set my targets for October, November and December. 
So I may have to make that an informal target rather than a formal target. The other thing I was hoping to do was to write a book during NaNoWriMo month. Again, for reasons I will reveal to you uh, shortly on the webinar, that may also be under pressure. So i got to make sure I get the three thrillers done. That's obviously my priority. I still think that I, if I don't manage the NaNoWriMo count, then I should still get that one done you know, in six weeks rather than four because it's only going to be a 50,000 worder. So I should be able to get that out in time, I hope. The other thing that's uh, going on at the moment, I must remember to tell you this, is that I'm working on Ian Sutherland's uh, beta test for his, his Twitter program that he's devising. And I've just literally got started with that. Ian's had the passwords to my second account. Now, my second account, it's one that I set up ages ago when I was dithering a bit about what the, the sort of the join point would be between my digital marketing and my self-publishing work. And I have a, a second Twitter account at at Secret Bunker Fan, at Secret Bunker Fan. And you'll see, I think, about 200 followers on there. And I don't really post on it. I, I, I started it, then just left it there. And Ian is going to take over that account. And he's going to use it as a beta test for his Twitter strategies. And he reckons he could add many, many followers, targeted followers, to that account. And I did uh, say to Ian, when I got booked in for that, when I got selected, I'd really like to do a couple of interviews with him for the duration of that test, just to share what's going on and actually what's happening and what the progress is. So we're literally in the absolute beginning stages at the moment. Ian has literally just confirmed that he's got into my Twitter account and he needs some information from me now, stuff to share, the sort of hashtags I want to follow and things like that. And that should, I would expect, sort of get underway in the next week or so. So when we've got something to report, I'll book Ian in for an interview. We'll drop it in. I'll either drop it in the feed or I'll, I'll sort of drop it into the episode. Not quite sure how I'm going to handle those yet. I'll probably drop them in as an extra episode on the feed. So you won't miss them if you subscribe to the feed. Okay, uh, an earlier diary this week, recorded on Thursday evening, because I'm heading off to York tomorrow, looking forward to seeing the agents, looking forward to the sessions, and I'll give you a full report in next week's diary and let you know how it went. And if you hear just gentle sobbing for 20 minutes next week, you know that the agent feedback wasn't positive. Okay, um, and also, by the way, as we're on Saturday now, I need to remind you who's coming up on Monday. My guest uh, on Monday's podcast is going to be Griselda Heppel. Now, I talked to Griselda some time ago. Now, I'm sort of recording this and thinking, crikey, we spoke quite a while ago. Um, but for various reasons, I had to shuffle the order of different interviews. Uh, Griselda did a great interview. Uh, very, very interesting. She's talking about historical children's fiction. It's going to be episode number 28 of the podcast. And it's going to be broadcast on the 12th, Monday, the 12th of September. So Griselda's first book was called Ante's Inferno, not Dante's Inferno. You'll find out why that is in the interview. And it won the Children's People's Book Prize and, see how this is all linking now, a Silver Wishing Shelf Award. Of course, I'm talking to the organiser of the Wishing Shelf Awards in a future podcast. She was also runner-up in Writing Magazine's self-publishing competition. So as well as writing children's historical fiction, Griselda has had some really good success in competitions and she'll be explaining how she did that, how she had that success in those competitions on Monday's podcast. So that's Griselda Heppel, my guest on Monday's podcast. I will see you after the Festival of Writing in York a week from now. See you then. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. 
Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.